This week in the news, strikes by United Auto Worker Union members striking at plants like General Motors and Stellantis to try and have better wages, different working hours, their conditions of employment. Well, even back to the times of Jesus, labor relations have always been an issue, haven't they? Employers and employees and what they make. In this amazing parable, Jesus begins by saying, the kingdom of heaven is like this. Keep that in your mind the entire time. He's trying to explain what the kingdom of God is like because it's not like this world. So tonight, I want to just peel back maybe three layers of this parable, each one a little bit deeper than the previous, layers of the meaning of Jesus' words for us. Before that, though, just a couple teaching points. First of all, it's good to think about how people found workers in Jesus' time. You know, we, th- we, we talk about careers and stable jobs. Not a thing, okay? Most people were farmers for survival. There were a few people who had trades and crafts and were in, in bureaucracies. But most people, if they were going to be laborers, it's not like you had the same job for years. You hoped day by day you would get hired and you'd stand in the marketplace hoping someone had work for you, hoping someone had money to pay you. That's how it worked. <laughs> Having like something that went on long term, you could count on as a peasant, pff, very rare. If you found that, you, you, you thought yourself very, very lucky. Okay, so that's first of all. Secondly, the vineyard, the image of a vineyard, is frequently used in the Old Testament for the nation of Israel. It's also an image of the kingdom of God, it's also an image of the church. So keep that in mind. And finally, the hours of the day, okay? Now, our translation has like 5 o'clock, 3 o'clock. What it actually says is, at the first hour of the day, which is dawn, 6 a.m., the landowner finds his first employees. And then the rest of the day, he's calling more and more employees. And then at the 11th hour, that's 5 p.m., that's the last hour of the workday, because it's the last hour of daylight, At the last hour of the day, 5 p.m., the 11th hour, he calls even more people who work for one hour. What, 12-hour day, okay? Here's the first layer of the onion. It's all about when those laborers find their employment. Since the early church, we've understood this parable referring to the Jews and the Gentiles. The Jews being those people who are called into God's service in the vineyard, the very beginning, since they were called by by the covenant Abraham. But with Jesus, the covenant of God was open to all people on the earth, even the Gentiles. So imagine, first century, you're a faithful Jew, and you've been keeping the law of Moses, you've been avoiding certain foods, you've been praying in a certain way, you've been doing lots and lots of things to serve God, your entire life. And the Gentiles, the pagans, those other people who don't honor the one living God, maybe they worship idols, all of a sudden, they're next to you in the pew, and they're worshiping next to you. And they've been baptized as well. You're both baptized believers in Jesus. You're following the Messiah. And you might say, hey, how did you get in here? 
You think you're the same as me? I've been serving God for a long time. I've borne the heat of the day. I've worked all these hours. You just showed up and repented of your sins and believed in Jesus, and now we're, now we're the same? Now we're equals, Jews and Gentiles, under the same roof? And the early church's answer was, yes. You're equal. You receive the same daily wage. What's that? Everlasting life. You receive the same wage no matter what time you were called by God into the covenant. So important. We can apply this to our own lives because even today, you may have someone who's been a cradle Catholic for their whole life. They grew up in the church, were baptized in the church, they never left the church, they've served God in many ways. And then all of a sudden, this person who maybe was an atheist or did all kinds of horrible sins or left the church for a long time and they come back when they're 30 or 50 or 75 and they come into the church and they are on fire with the Holy Spirit. They are dripping with God's anointing and they're full of His gifts. They just showed up yesterday, the 11th hour. And sometimes those who have been Christians their whole lives can fall into the same trap and say, hey, who are you? I've been here a long time. You think you're better than me? You think you're equal to me? And we can be just like those first workers who don't realize that it doesn't matter anymore. When God calls you, he calls you, and your wage is everlasting life. And sometimes we should actually need to have that, that fiery newness of these converts, of brand new Christians, people who just repented of their sins yesterday, to realize that maybe I've taken some things on my own faith for granted. Maybe God does have more for me, but I need them to actually shake me up. Just like the Gentiles shook up the first Jewish believers in Jesus, and vice versa. That's the first layer about when they get called. So let's go a little deeper. The second layer is about who is being called. When the landowner goes out on the 11th hour, he says to those final employees, he says, why do you stand here idle all day? The implication is they've been waiting 11 hours to find someone to hire them, and no one has yet. Well, that means that a lot of employers have walked by them and did not want to hire them. As an employer, you want to hire the best talent, don't you? You want to have the cream of the crop, top 5%. You're very selective. So how many employers that they walked by, those guys, and said, ah, they, they look kind of weak. I don't see a lot of muscles on them. They look kind of lazy, and walked on by. It's not what I'm looking for. But what does the landowner do? He walks by him, he says, hey, you guys, you, you haven't found work yet? No, we're, we're still waiting. You know what, there's, there's just one hour of day, daylight, but you know what, you guys are perfect. Come with me. I, I got work for you. Come with me. See, remember, this parable is about the kingdom of God, okay? This is how God works in the kingdom. He employs who the world believes are unemployable. When the world sees, you don't, you don't have anything to offer me. There's better people than you. I'm going to walk on by you. God says, oh, I got plenty of work. You're perfect. Come with me. There are so many people who in the world don't have 
a deep meaning in their life. They don't realize what, what they're meant to do. And maybe it's because they haven't yet asked God, God, how do you see me? What do you have for me? Unless you're in God's service, your talents, and all the great things you have that maybe others don't see, they're not going to be actualized. When God finds us, we we find our deepest meaning of our lives. We, We can use everything he's given us for something great. This also speaks to us about our innate human dignity, that no matter who you are, even if you have physical disabilities, maybe you can't walk, maybe you're paralyzed, maybe you can't use an arm, maybe you're blind. The world might pass over you for a job, the world might look at you differently, but God says, I got an amazing thing that only you can do. People of cognitive issues, people who can't speak, people who maybe are, are hard to know how to care for, they have an innate human dignity made in the image and likeness of God. God has an important place for them in the kingdom. I know in my own life, some of my most powerful encounters with God have been through people who have severe disabilities, and they have done amazing work to change my life by just being who they are and using what God, what God gave them. God employs who the world thinks is unemployable. God takes each of us and says, you may think you don't have much, I'm going to change your mind. Come into my vineyard, I'll show you what I can do through you. No matter how strong you are, how weak you are, no matter what your age is, if you're a man or a woman, it does not matter. Come with me. He calls everyone. Final layer, third layer of the onion. What's under this one? This is all about the why. Why does the landowner keep going out and inviting people into his vineyard? Hour after hour after hour. Why does he do what he does? You would think that the landowner would give the, the day's pay to the guys who started earliest, right? Who, who would do that? You know, these guys have been working 12 hours. All day long. Pay them. Let them go home. They're tired. Let them go home first. We'll pay the guys who started an hour ago. We'll, we'll get to them. They can wait. Right? That's what I would do. It's not what he does. In fact, he tells the foreman specifically, I want you to pay them this way. Pay the last ones first. Why does he do that? If you're a CEO or you're in charge of an organization, the most important thing you can do is find and develop employees who don't just work for the paycheck, but buy into the vision of the company who share the values of this organization, who have a passion for what you do, right? Every good CEO is like, I think that what we do, our product, our service, it changes the world. It helps people. Like, that's what drives us forward. That's, that's a healthy, healthy organization, not just about the dollars. The landowner, the CEO, God, he pays the last ones first and is so generous with them. He gives them an entire day's wage for one hour of work to see how are the rest of my employees going to respond? Are they going to rejoice and say, man, this guy's got a lot of money. He's just doling out cash to everyone. He's so generous. Maybe we're going to work at this vineyard for a long time. 
maybe, maybe we're going to make some amazing wine here if we, if we come together and work together on this. The landowner wants to see, are they going to share my values, share my generosity, share my joy to just share my, my whole land with others and to make beautiful, great wine that's better every year? But what happens? They grumble. They're mad. They're envious. They want more. How could you say that we're equal? But is there any injustice here? No, because they agreed for the daily wage. They get paid exactly what they were told. But now they're telling the landowner how to run his business. They want to be in charge. They're more concerned about who makes what and the paycheck, but they've broken the relationship with the boss. Do you think he wants them back at the vineyard the next day? Those guys who worked one hour and got a whole day's wage, oh, they're coming back. They're like, guys, we found the honey pot. This is an awesome vineyard. I love working for this boss. I love working here. But the others who did not share the generosity of the master, they just, they just want to go. They just want to get away in their anger. And the first will be last. See how that works. <laughs> this is the kingdom of God. You see, being with Jesus each day and, and living our life for the glory of God our Father, it's not about how much I'm, I'm going to get. It's not about how I compare to other people. It's not about applying the worldly categories of success and bringing them here into this temple. It's about realizing that, man, for so long, day by day, I was trying to make it by, and now I realize that I found this place where I can, I can work, I can even live, I can use all my, everything God's given me, and he's going to take care of me. He's generous. He's wealthy. He has so many amazing things. We're, we're making amazing wine here. I'm so glad to be with him and with the others. The kingdom of God is about a life together of joy and goodness. Friends, God wants all of us to share the mindset of the landowner. The first reading said, God to Isaiah, your thoughts are not my thoughts. My thoughts are so far above yours, you have no idea what I'm doing right now, but it's for your good. If this parable challenges us, if maybe some of us this, this evening said, that doesn't seem fair, I t I'm totally with those first guys. Like, I would want more too. I invite you to pray with this scripture and ask, Lord, let, let your thoughts come into my mind. Help me to see with eyes of the kingdom. Help me to be happy when you're generous with people, whether it's someone else or whether it's with me. Help me get my, my eyes off just the paycheck and getting by day by day and realize that you've given me a kingdom. My inheritance as a son or daughter of God is a kingdom where there's good wine, really, really good wine, and lots of parties. Let's ask for the grace tonight to let the Word of God convict us and transform us so that we can share the values of the landowner, so we can share the heart and the mind of God.